uh it's nice being home like for a while but like after like maybe two or three days like i start to kind of like either miss miss my kids or or like uh start to get antsy get antsy like i'm always i'm like i'm at running at a hundred percent from 6 a.m to about 3 30 every day just like have to be on be like on point yeah you know have to be on it and then to like be at that level monday through friday for you know four months straight and then having this week off i forget how much it actually throws me off but in a sense this kind of preps me for the two weeks i have off for christmas yeah you know so it's kind of showing me okay you're going to be feeling this way you know but uh, you know the job i have now is more it's it's a more heavy than the before i got promoted so there's a there's a few more adjustments that I'm getting used to, but it's it's good. It's all a learning experience. I'm learning a lot about myself. Yeah, man, I was worried about you today because I was like, you're gonna start trying to fight Maggie or something, so you feel a little more comfortable. I mean, Matthew moved a different way, and I almost just threw his ass on the ground. I was like, you need to stop. Now hold on, hold on, because you've actually no, you hold on. Will you please fix your microphone, freaking? Thank you. There we go. <laughs> like I had a sideways top hat. Uh, now, when you say you threw him down, now I've only seen you try to take Matt down once before. Do you remember this? Was it at the gym? It was at the gym, and Dalton had just learned a the takedown techniques. Mm-hmm. It did not go well that that time. No, but also I wasn't putting in a hundred percent to like put Matt on the wall, and and then take him to the ground after Why I, not? I because it's my brother and plus i'm not at work so i don't want to have to do that stuff but i'm not at work i don't know all i know is that you're gonna have to redo it at some point at 100 percent effort matt you are not i don't think you'll be ready for that bro you won't be ready matt for that. if you were with me and my co-worker <laughs> you would not I don't know. I don't know what you think you would do, but what you think would do wouldn't wouldn't work. <laughs> anything you think I've seen, yeah. Anything you've tried, anything you think you would try, I've I've dealt with already. Dang. I don't think there's much you can do to surprise me in that type of situation. Even we talked about this earlier, and we can't we can't specify the situation, but there was a moment where we were get we were this is recent. We were both kind of getting um, yelled at. Somebody was mad at us and was coming at us super hot and aggressive, right? And we had no idea that they were yelling at us or being aggressive in any way until this person came back and apologized multiple times saying that they didn't mean to come out like that. Like they were like they were sorry for like being that person. And, you know, like Matthew gets yelled at a lot. I yelled at a lot for work purposes, you know. And yep. I think Matthew gets more um, calculated arguments i just get in arguments overall um so it's just funny to see how like we don't notice it like different levels of like what people interpret like this individual like you could tell that like they had spent time thinking about this they'd work themselves up yeah and like like they came over and like you know i was just like oh like you know they're upset like whatever like you know we, we talked it out it all worked out everything's fine we're super cool now um, but then, you know, after they came back and apologized, they left. Don asked me like, Hey bro, like, with, is there something wrong with us? Like, cause I didn't think he was being like that. Like, I didn't think they were being like that mean. 
I'm like, yeah, me either. But, you know, to them, it, it seemed like that. But I think everybody has different skills. It's like, you know, growing up, daddy used to, you know, smack us around and beat us. And then, like, I remember getting in my first fight and, like, laughing at the person because I thought we were playing because that's how I would play with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I remember stopping me. Like, oh, we're fighting? Like, I had to ask him to, like, verify because I, I just wanted to be sure. And then he, like, stopped and just the defeat on his face. But I think we all have those different barometers for different things, you know? I remember my first fight. <laughs> I was uh, I was in, I think, like, fifth or sixth, sixth grade. And I was talking to this guy. His name was Michael. And me and him were, like, became really good friends. But I remember taking a hit, like, a punch to the gut from him. And it was the first punch I felt. And he punched me, and I could feel the impact, but there was no pain. And I was like, this feels nothing. This feels like nothing. Oh, I can do this. I can totally <laughs> do this. And I, I think it's just because with Dad roughhousing with us, mm-hmm. like, you know, we dealt with a lot of little pain yeah. here and there. Just a little bit. Nothing too crazy. We weren't, uh, we weren't abused. I'm being serious <laughs> when I say that. <laughs> we weren't abused, we promise. It, it, it was just a lot of uh, – we were very rough when we – uh, did some WWE wrestling and just the boys being boys. Dawn flying off the corner of the couch. My Dude, poor dad. Don't haymakers. Yeah, man. And then I would stay after my karate class and I would watch all the black belts practice these like special moves. And I was a white belt. Matthew tried to heel kick my dad. No, I did heel kick my dad. You did? Yep. Multiple times. There was one point where he was <laughs> wrestling with you and I was just standing there practicing. <laughs> And like he like stops. He's like, fuck, that kind of hurts. And he, he looks over and like I'm standing there. I'm like literally like getting in my stances. He said my face was all pissed off. Oh yeah, and Matthew would still always make like, you would make all the noises. I didn't. I had to listen. I had to listen to Sensei Kim. Why did you guys make those noises? Uh, cause I it's supposed to be like help you like exert energy, like and breath. It means you've got your breath control correctly because you can't. You can't output that kind of sound unless you're properly supporting your core. Hmm. I mean, we could be Shane or do you know Sensei Shane? If you're listening to this, correct us if we're wrong. More like model Shane. Yeah, dude. Have you seen his pictures? Dude. The new one. Yeah, homeboy's been coming out. Looks some fucking good. Stuff, good. I'm proud of him. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got a little hot and heavy over that. Dude. You know what else I get a little hot and heavy over? This intro. This intro. David, roll it. That'd be you. I'm drum. I'm a drummer. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 105. Week 105, party poopers. It's 5 times 10, 50 plus 10, 60 plus 40, 100 plus 5, 105. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's. Storytelling. The supernatural. And self-improvement. You don't even need the computer anymore. I, I did have a little m- moment of panic when I realized I don't have the fucking thing in front of me. But You know, I had the same exact moment of panic. I think we had it at the same time. I almost wanted to say supernatural just to absolutely Ooh, fuck you. Oh, you would have really fucked me up. That's the only one I know. <laughs> but uh, welcome back, everybody. Dalton, what's going on, man? How is your... You kind of talked about it already, but like, you're off this week. I'm off, man. Vacation I, mode. This is vacation Dalton over here. Um, you're already over it. I'm already, I'm not over it. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, but it takes me a few days to get out of the the work, work, work mindset. So by the time I'm like out of like the waking up early, you know, trying to be be as efficient as i possibly can 
takes me about three days to get out of that. So after tomorrow, I might be okay. And I'll, I'll enjoy Thursday, Friday. Yeah, you'll be okay right when you have nothing but like a bunch of running around to do for Thanksgiving. Yeah, literally. Yeah, but Thanksgiving will be nice, man. It's oh, it's a week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy It'll Thanksgiving. It'll be over. It'll be How over. Did you eat? I yeah, I hope it, that you guys ate a lot. Was I, it good? Uh, Some people you, could be listening to this as as they as they like finish dinner. Because really, it comes out Thursday night. Yeah, but but that that varies on on a couple things. Like norm, like it's either Thursday night at like six p.m. Thursday night at 2 a.m. or 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 Saturday Saturday <laughs> but it's but, been done since Thursday night yes but um yeah so okay favorite Thanksgiving dishes I think we do this every year but we're gonna continue with it what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish you know what? I fuck with stuffing a lot more now dude I really fuck with stuffing I, way I, more I grew yeah. up hating stuffing for like the first 18 years of yeah, my life yeah because it looked like a Look like, like stuffing in an old man's shoe. You know what I can't get behind though? I can't get behind cranberry sauce. I don't. I don't, I don't even know what it's can. for. Mo- I don't know Mo- what Monique's Monique's pops loves cranberry sauce. What do you do with it? I don't know. I on, I've always looked at it and I've never seen it touched. Like, is it like jam? Do you put it on toast? What's the point of it? Do you put what? it on your turkey? And why is it only for Thanksgiving? Because that's no one else wants to eat it any other time. Then why would you want to eat it on Thanksgiving? Yeah. I don't even you feel honestly bad for like <laughs> if there was a if there was like a, another holiday that had food in it like like it was like it was food focused like Thanksgiving is yeah I would rather have that holiday that's now, Fourth of July that's just burgers and hot dogs man there's no better food but man. yeah I, honestly I love it that is true. so good like I would rather have like I don't know. I have a hard time with turkeys. Although dad's been killing it with the smoked turkeys. Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped. So my my dad he just bought a smoker, and so for like, living facility. So legit. For his living facility. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Update on our father. So we moved out uh, two weeks ago now. Yeah. And uh, I asked him. I everybody like uh, Dalton and I, me and David both competed at a CrossFit competition this past weekend. Dalton came to cheer us on, um, and. My dad was there and everybody was asking him, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, the boys are out of the house. Like, are you throwing a party? Uh, Dougie was like, hey, I was going to call you, see if you wanted to go get a beer. Now the boys are gone. You don't got to be home, right? And my I never da- kept them home. I know. That, that, anyways. But and then I laughed because dad's been telling everybody, he goes, oh, yeah, I, I'm about to head back to my living facility. He's like, such a baby, dude. Living facility. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, because like, my boys aren't there, so it's not home anymore. He didn't like us when we were there, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what happened to that like badass dude that used to drive a Camaro, man? He got all soft in his old age. You know, the only thing that he has on us about us moving out is the dishes. That's the one thing that he's said that's been like, yeah, well, I only done dishes once this week. I had to do like, one load. Yeah, because he used paper and plastic. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what are you talking about? But uh, when was I cooked? Yeah. So, um, but he's been killing it. So he got a new smoker for the the turkey. So he's oh. gonna be smoking a turkey. And this time he wants to like wait out there. It does it all by itself. Yeah. So a couple of years ago. So when uh, Dalton, my father, and I moved out of uh, this apartment into the first house that we were renting, um, I got super excited. And one thing my dad kept talking about when we were in the apartment was he's like, "Man, I can't wait to grill." And growing up, like that's always something that Dalton and I 
were able to see is like my dad used that barbecue in the backyard for we grilled everything. Mm-hmm. It was at least like multiple times a Four week. Four times out of the out of the week. At one sure. point, our largest bill was probably the propane bill yeah. of him having to go fill up the tanks. Like we used but it, it was, a lot. We would have steak every night, yeah. steak or chicken every night, no matter what. Yeah. It was awesome. always some type of meat. Mm-hmm. But so when we were in the apartment, it had been the longest he had gone without grilling anything for a while. And so when we moved in, uh, Dalton and I went and bought my dad a barbecue and it had a little smoker attachment on the side. It was real small. And um, we got so excited when we saw that thing, though. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Remember we had to move it there? Dude, that was a shit show. Oh, we had to cram it in the back of this fucking what was it a forerunner it was a forerunner we had to cram it in the back of this forerunner it barely fit i had to like move things around i drove separately we've got finally got there Dude, a shit show and my dad was excited because we had finally signed everything and it was you know cleared out so we were gonna like set it up and surprise him as we're pulling it out of the forerunner i see my dad's car turn down the street oh my god so i was like Fuck it. So we held up these boxes around it. I made him wait outside, and then he walked in, and uh, it, it was a cool, probably one of my favorite moments. Actually, that was a cool yeah, gift. That was a, it's a, it was a great grill. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely had its better days now. Yeah, but we've used it a lot. But anyways, the smoker was small, right? So my dad was like, "Boys, I'm grilling a turkey." And I think it was like the first or second year we were at the house in Ontario, mm-hmm. and uh, so he goes and he buys the turkey, buys the pellets, gets everything ready. Thanksgiving morning, just downpour. It just starts raining. Like the, the one day in California is actual rain, right? So instead of just like, you know, eating the ham that he cooked and, you know, waiting till like the next day or whatever, right? Because he has the next couple of days off. He takes my easy up out of the freaking garage, starts smoking it at like seven or eight in the morning, literally spends 12 13 14 hours because it's so cold and windy and rainy that he can't keep the temperature right so he's literally out there babying this thing to try and get the turkey to smoke the turkey was fantastic came out so fucking good but he's excited because he has one of those ones now where he has these pellets he just sets it and forgets it so uh and then uh, grandpa drum is gonna come down so Mm -hmm. him and my dad are just gonna watch football and drink beer all day Sounds nice. So, and you guys will just either be there going off and doing your own stuff. Yeah, we got a couple places to stop to, so we're gonna we'll, we'll end our night there. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. We'll, we'll bounce around, and then we we'll usually end the night over there, uh, watching the final football game and drinking some some. Do we have a festive cocktail for Thanksgiving? No, we gotta find one. We'll, we'll be drinking something, but it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. We get to see my grandpa. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, that'll be nice. You know what's interesting? I, I want to ask you guys. You're 27 now. You're 24. But it seems like I don't know how many Friendsgivings have you been to ever. This is the first year that I think we've been invited. And it's not even for Thanksgiving. This is for like something else that we've been invited to like a friends. Everyone's our own age kind of celebration for the holidays. Uh and uh, I feel like that's usually people are doing that every year with some group of friends. Yeah, I, I do that every year with my friends from college. Um, I've been doing that since I met them. Like even in uh, freshman year, we had it in, in the dorm rooms. Like we would just all go get whatever we can get from the calf and go. And then even, you know, there, like there'd be other friends where, you know, you couldn't afford to go eat off campus, but you had a meal plan. You would all go and just get meals and just kind of commune, like communally eat together. That's cool. Yeah, 
I think I've only had one Friendsgiving. And um, it didn't go very well. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I ended up leaving <laughs> early. But yeah, I've only had one. Um, I don't. I haven't. I think I've been invited to multiple Friendsgivings, but it's always on a day where I can't make it. So, yeah. And then like all my friends now in college, like one of them is a lot of them have moved away to start work, or they all have families now. So it's like a lot more difficult to get everybody all together. So, hmm. it kind of reminds you of like those things where you don't you don't know what's gonna happen in like tomorrow or next month or next year with people you know so like take that moment and really appreciate it yeah i remember i remember you used to go over there and you would party with them and like you'd be out there for the night and then come back in the morning you'd have all these stories yeah how much fun you guys had yeah well i think it's important man like i think that's um not one of i mean that's a one of the reasons that i moved out to la mirada when i did is like i remember my mom was not a fan of me moving out at the time um and I remember telling her like, this is the only time in my life where I'm going to be able to have all those people around me at the same time Mm -hmm. where you can have those spontaneous trips like me to me, Scott Rob and Scott Vister would randomly go to Guppy House and just get a bunch of popcorn chicken and shaved ice and sit there and just eat and talk about life and what's going on and, you know, hopes and dreams for the future and stuff like that. Or, you know, the random nights where you come in and it's like 2 a.m. and somebody's sitting down on the couch because they've had a rough day. And then you have those deep heart to heart conversations that you don't get those experiences when you don't, you know, when you aren't there. And while maybe those individuals like that might, might not necessarily be something that they remember or might not mean a lot to them. Like to me, that was very important for me to be around, you know, cause you're only going to get an opportunity to be this age one time, mm-hmm. you know? So I wanted to make sure that I took advantage of it. Yeah, that's true. It's a good thing to take note of at that young too. Yeah. It's hard. Do you ever feel like you missed out on that? What? Since you've been what he's talking about basically. Living with eight other guys in one house? Yeah, no, sure. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I don't need that that in my life. But you or know. or is this that sense for you? Uh, Those types of experiences is that this for you? No, not really. I think I just think me might view things differently. Um, not saying that his is right or wrong or mine is right or wrong, but um, like I t- the moments that I do have with my friends and family, I I do I do take very special in my heart, but. I don't think I needed to live with my friends. I never really wanted to. I always liked my space, you know. There, I did fantasize about it for a while though, because like, you don't want to live with your parents forever, you know. But also, like, you also don't want to live alone after you live with your parents. Like, you want to live with people. But I, I would pick my living situation now over living with my friends that I've had in the past. You know what I mean? It's way better. Yep. Way more relaxing and comfortable too. Mm-hmm. Except for that Dalton's room is really hot. Look, it's just I've never had a hot room before, and the sun just fucking pierces the fuck out of that window, and I'm just like blistering hot, and I just can't meditate past nine <laughs> o'clock, dude. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I want like I like meditating and like later in the day right now since I have it off, I have time. So I take time to meditate, but by nine o'clock it was already hot in my room, and I was like, "I'm not gonna meditate and then sweat and then get mad at my meditation because I'm sweating, <laughs> and I'll be meditating about sweat the whole time, and I'll just be constantly thinking about sweat." So it's just not. Do you ever work. get bored when you meditate? Never. <sighs> See, I've been doing this thing recently 
where like I do this like Wim Hof breathing method. I really enjoy. It. I really I, do. You, I can get bored with Wim Hof, bro. Okay, yeah. so for those of you that don't know who Wim Hof is, uh, it's basically this guy. I don't know where the hell he's from, but he's from Iceland, I think. He breaks all these world records. He can hold his breath for a long amount of time. He's has he's able to free dive into like ice water. Like he he there's there's always been that type of breathing technique, but Wim Hof developed it developed it in such a way to where it's actually healthy for your body, for like, you know, the circulation in your body and kind of manipulating things within You really your oxygenate breath. your blood cells, right? Yeah. So you can hold your breath for a long time and you can uh, you can control your internal temperature. So there's been studies where he goes and he lays on this hospital bed. They inject him with the flu virus and he does his breathing techniques and he's able to fight off the flu. Like he doesn't let his body temperature go into a fever. Like he just holds it as at one steady spot, like these crazy things. So anyways, so, but so you do this breathing technique, right? And you do a certain amount of breaths and you're supposed to do three rounds of it. Right. So, the other day, I was like, you know what? Like, I was on vacation all last week. Basically, had nothing scheduled until evening when I would go to the gym. I was like, I'm going to do, like, four rounds of Wim Hof. Let me see what happens, right? So, first round, your face gets all tingly. Like, it's how it is for me, right? So, it's, it's fun. The entire second round, mind you, it's only, like, a minute and a half, two minutes maybe per round. I'm sitting there doing this breathing, and all I'm thinking is, like, God damn, this needs to hurry the fuck up. Like, why am I doing this? And this, that's the best time to, like, try and fix yourself. Oh, I mean, I, I, I pushed through, but I just remember, like, feeling bored. And I'm like, and I was just thinking, I'm like, man, does Dalton feel this? Because you meditate all every single day. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I meditate on average, like, four or five times a week, you know, just throughout mm-hmm. the entire week. Not, like, yeah, when you can, can you know, consecutively. But, like, man, I, I mean, was sitting there. I'm like, man, this is fucking boring. The, the Wim Hop, I can understand because it's very repetitive. But I think for, you know, formal, normal meditations that we do, um, like I've been meditating up to like 30 minutes now and it's, it's a steady 30 minutes. Like, you know me, I don't stay still. I don't stop moving my body. What's a formal, normal meditation? I feel like it's just more of, you know, focusing on breath. I I think that's different for both of us though. I guess. Yeah. I guess we have different meditation methods. Okay, you tell yours. I'm excited. You tell yours. I'll so tell mine. For mine, it's it's um. I I I sit down. I uh, find intentions of what I may want to find, something I may want to see, um, and then I kind of uh play music that comforts or music that you know it can excite me, you know, and it, like inspire me in some way, and then I just as long as it's relaxing and like very monotone i can meditate to it but if it's even remotely exciting i think more about the music than i think about the meditating you know so um i've been recently listening to like i think it's called duduk duduk music mm-hmm. it's egyptian music mm-hmm. um it's egyptian meditation music and it's really good um, so i've been meditating to that and then i just kind of take in you know uh rising up rising up for you know five seconds falling for five rising for five and that's just your breath work and then after about 10 minutes of doing that, you just, I start to really focus on where the energy is in my body and I move that around until I feel like it's a place where it's all even and level and nothing's overstimulated. And then at that point, you know, I am, I am going places. I can't even explain it really. It's, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of unexplainable after that. It was just more of like the methods of like, cause like, but so, getting into that state, 
know yeah. What you mean. So, but like for me, I I really enjoy guided meditations. Mm-hmm. Like I'd like to find a guided meditation of you know something, whether it's like you know I want to manifest something or you know whatever. Like I I like to find the ones that will help walk me through a certain situation or scenario, yeah. and a lot of them are still open ended enough where I can gather my own interpretations of whatever I'm experiencing or seeing. But I have tried where I just play Tibetan bowl music and I sit there and mm. hold my crystal and close my eyes. And like, yeah. sometimes I have really, really amazing experiences, but I just find that like, for me having somebody to give me steps to get into that rested meditative state is very helpful for me. Yeah. Maybe that's just because like I was in school for so long. So it's like, I like the step by step to get somewhere. Cause like, that's just what I'm accustomed to. Like if I had to draw a conclusion, I feel like that would be it. Um, but then like, you know, recently, like, you know, if I know I need to meditate and I sit down, I try to do it myself. Cause I think there's something there, right? Like, I think that's very important and powerful. If I can't get there, if I can't actually sit for that meditation. I'll do a guided meditation. I, I can see guided being, can being a little bit more, uh, less stressful. Because you feel like you're finding something. Because I feel like there's like a misconception of like when you when you meditate, you have this experience where, you know, all of a sudden your soul is sucked out of your body and you're floating through the air. Your body's levitating across the room. And it's like, is that possible? Probably. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I haven't had that experience, but, you know, I'm sure people have. Yeah. But also, like, I'd probably argue that a majority of meditation sessions are really just you sitting there just kind of watching your thoughts and observing them. That's all it is. You know what I mean? It's all observation. So I feel like a lot of times people feel like they're not doing it right because they're not having these grand... But people want the answers. Also, social media doesn't justify that either. Mm-hmm. Social media glorifies it as in like, oh, you, if you manifest three times every day for a week, you're going to get all that money you asked for. But that's not how that works. But no. people, you know, it's... Everything's so, um, a lot of this, a lot of spiritual stuff is getting very, uh, mis misunderstood. Yeah. And then too, I, I think that just the way of the world, like, like patience is something that we're losing, mm-hmm. but it's also the answer to like a lot of things. Yeah. You know, like we can have anything that we want in this world, in this lifetime, but everything takes time to get to that point. And I think we're just in a, especially now with like crypto blowing up and you have fucking seven year olds buying apartments with it. You know, it's like <laughs> you see those things and, and it's crazy and they do happen, but they're anomalies as opposed to like the consistent daily actions to help you achieve what you want. Yeah. You know, but that's not that's not fun to talk about. Yeah, of course. I think I think everyone's different, though. If you, if you can take the time to think and let your body let your mind go. I think I just, it bothers me, man. Everyone's always like, man, like I just, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. You know, you can figure anything out. You can figure absolutely anything out. You just got to take the time to not look at your phone every five seconds, to not go on TV, to not play a video game, to not, you know, try and clean something, fix something because you're so afraid to look at your thoughts, look within. Do you think it's that or do you think it's that we live in a society that's so that glorifies the hustle? That too. Where like if if we sit down and we do not like for instance, fuck the hustle. Uh, a 
a couple uh, last week. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday. I had spent so much time like just moving everything in, moving the boxes and everything, right? And on Wednesday, I was like, I saw a bunch of stuff I can do. And I was like, you know, no, I don't want to do anything. And I had to like verbally say out loud, like, Matt, I give you permission to do absolutely fucking nothing. I took two accidental naps. Good. I ate like three peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Remember you telling me that? I watched Arcane. <laughs> I played video games. The like the League of Legends yeah, show. It's fucking good, is dude. It good? It's good. I'm I like, was gonna say it strikes it, me like Dota, like the Dota show. Yeah. Dota's much better. Really? But Arcane holds up. The the storyline is really I'm really in, like into it. Okay. I'm like I'm like four or five episodes in. It's a different jump for sure. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um but like I gave myself permission to do that, which if you know me, like I that's hard for me to do. I'm yeah. rarely, you know, not working on something. Um, but I felt good. I was happy when I went to the gym. I was excited to see people. And granted, it was my first human interaction all day, other than my homie Ann over here in one of the units. What's up, man? She's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's hard. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. You know, but once people learn it, I think everyone learns it when they're ready. If you're not ready, then you won't learn. Yeah, that's all it is. It's all on their plate. I had the question of uh. Why Eastern music? Um, and you said Tibetan uh, monk chants, which I see more because they're so heavily in that. But you yeah. were just like, oh, any, I'll just use any, any, any type of form of meditational music. But uh, I think it's called Daduk. Um, but it's, I don't know what it is, but I just when I when I meditate to it, I feel, I feel more energy within. I don't know what it is, so I just I keep doing that. The Tibetan was doing good, was doing good for a while, but it started to get um started to get old for me. It became more of an annoyance than of enjoyment for me. So then I went into like types of tones where it's a, it plays uh-huh. tones at like four hundred thirty five hertz. It'll play like a healing tone. And it'll just be one click, one or one cling, and it'll just be that tone the whole time, which is super nice, but also can get a little bit boring. And the 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 duke or whatever it's usually pretty good how much do you think meditation should be customized to the individual as opposed to i don't want to say a list or set of rules because i know how you feel about rules but like kind of a more traditional sense of meditation um i don't i like i said like nobody knows nobody knows anything we don't know anything you know, um, but I think everybody's spirit is different. Everyone views things differently, no matter what. We all have a different perspective, whether it could be similar or not. Um, so I think it, everything is different. Like your experiences and how how you you know think about meditation is different than how I think about meditation. But I I do think we're getting similar answers, kind of, and similar um, types of. You know, meditation, how would I say that? Experiences. Mm. You know, we're getting similar experiences, but we're going about it different ways. And that's exactly what it is. There's no right or wrong way. As long as you're trying to be mindful, I think it's a form of meditation. You know, yeah. like it doesn't have it doesn't have to be. But like, you know, throughout the day, like I, I always focus on my breathing. I'm always five seconds in, five seconds out, five seconds in, five seconds out. 
And if I could keep doing that, you become in such a weird state where you're like, you're so calm, but also like it's, it's the perfect level of calm and aware. Hmm. And you're at the state of, you know, perfect balance almost to where you feel like a whole new human being. Hmm. Um, but I think it's hard to get to that point, you know, cause it takes a lot of time of just facing those little inner demons and still, I'm, you know, you still fight them. We all still fight them, hmm. you know, but I think there's no right or wrong. No. If you're trying to meditate, you're meditating. Hmm. But, you know, if you not everyone can meditate when there's a thousand things going on. Yeah. Not everyone can meditate to music. Not everyone can meditate. But like the reason why I listen to music is because if I can hear Matthew saying, I'm going to be more entertained by what Matthew's saying than what my thoughts are because I'm trying to distract myself. Yeah. So I, the music helps me stay in my own spot. Keeps me in my bubble. That's where I need to be. I don't know if it was because Eastern music, and I'm watching a lot of music theory videos, just Eastern music is not bound by Western music theory. So it's like, you know, Middle Eastern music has like quarter tones to it. It's mm-hmm. not just semitones and tones and, uh, you know, the harmonies and melodies of Eastern music or even like Eastern European music is a lot different than our traditional yeah. stuff. And it so, is. It is very so different. I don't know if. I don't think I would have put that together. If those, but like those new expanded options mm-hmm. are what's get hitting that spot to like open those channels for you or open those, you know, give you those uh, uh, moods that you're expecting that you wouldn't get from normal Western music. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even thought, think about that. I didn't think about that either. It's a great perspective. David. I had just seen a video about Eastern music using those quarter tones that you were talking about. Which like, is super interesting. Yeah, when you like listen to like Indian music or like uh Arabian not Arabian music. Um like Middle Eastern music. Middle Eastern it's music. just like that's how they can hit those like you know, it uh, sounds like they're riffing, uh-huh. but they're just like going in no, between I know exactly those what you mean. quarter tones. Yeah. And that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think human nature we want to put everything in a structure. You know? And that's yeah. that's even for meditation. People want to put things in a structure. They want to understand the chakras and where they go. And all this stuff. And they want to try and align themselves all the time. And, and I think that there's... Uh, Don and I were talking about this yesterday. I, I think that there is value in the structure. I think that course, it, it's very, course. very important. However, I don't think that the structure or the steps that work for somebody should be gospel. And that's the only way that you can get there. I think that, you know, Don and I were talking about, you know, different frameworks and trains of thoughts and stuff like that. And like how important it is that they're there. And, you know, some people would argue that, like, you know, if this structure ruins my creativity or it takes away my freedom. But, like, I actually think that, like, those structures are there and it gives you more freedom because there is a set of rules that every interaction that we have abides by. And if we can learn how to understand those rules and how to play the game, then you begin to have the freedom to manipulate and play this game in a way that suits you for your desired outcome or suits you for your own personal experience, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to everybody getting the same cookie cutter thing. It's like, no, these are the main three rules of this, you know, call it a realm. And with those three rules, you then begin to understand them and use those to create what you want in your own personal experience. I agree. I think that's a, well, Way better said than what I was thinking yesterday <laughs> when we had that conversation. Yeah, no, but it's just, 
it's interesting because it took me a long time to come to that understanding. And I'm saying it as if I came up with it, but I that's way too smart for me. Somebody had a lot to, of the shit that me and Matt like come like that we talk about is stuff. It's just we just bounce our thoughts off of each other all day. Just always thinking about like how to improve, mentally improve, spiritually improve. Yeah, it's also just understanding because, it. It's also because you two have very different mindsets and like thought uh, stylings. And approaches to things, so yeah. you're able to give each other different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unique, but it's nice, especially like our gut reactions in, in the initial moment of something. <laughs> if there's a shocking, if something happens, I guarantee you, mine and Dalton's first initial thought or action, except for maybe a few situations, are always like very opposite with some like glimpses of similarity. Yeah. Well, they're very far few in between or wherever, just like on the same page. Very true. All right. Well, then let me get your gut reaction to this, which is something I just saw. What uh, it was either it was within the last couple of days, there was a giant mass gathering in Dallas, Texas, by a group of people who believed that the return of JFK was going to happen on this day. He was going to come back, him and JFK Jr. And so they Is were waiting on Is that why there are people there? was waiting on some bridge uh, for him to come back, and he, he did not. Yeah, because he he's dead. Huh. That's wild. So wh- why did this why? many people believe that? Was there Is it a cult? Please tell me they wrote a book. It was uh, there. It's called. They were called conspirators by everyone that was talking about them. Well, because yeah, they just want to. Conspirators is just bullshit word. It's a bullshit word. Sounds pretty sus to me. <laughs> Slang trivia with Matt Drum. <laughs> Still using it. Um. And it was because it was the anniversary of his assassination. So why would he come back then to the same spot in Texas? And they're part of a decades-long plot to take down a global pedophile cabal that secretly controls the world. So the Illuminati, right? All right. Well, I mean, that's your perspective. It said they were going (laughs) to (laughs) come. It said they were going to come back this year to then like reassert themselves. Wonder how they did the math for that. Over. Yeah. How do they? Is it? Do they have like a? spiritual book that they follow that gave them this date yeah because it could be tomorrow who knows by influencer michael protzman oh, nice who has prophesied shoddy toddy prophecy the kennedy's return the prophet michael what protzman protzman that's a prophet's last name if i've ever heard one that prophet is protzman prophet protzman that's that's a name for sure so the so, um how many followers did he lose after? How long did they stay there before they realized that JFK wasn't coming? I don't know. Yo, they was, had to be there all day. He was driving around in this like really fancy Mazda. I don't know. I didn't really look. drives a Mazda. At least he's mo- uh, modest. Mazda's the devil's car. Is it? Mm-hmm. The other thing, the other crazy thing that was happening. Uh, actually, you know, I I have something i wanted so when you when did you guys start reading uh anime start reading i I was driving never fucking read anime in my life i was driving with carly and she was like these seventh graders 
all they want to do when they go to the library is check out the mega books of, oh, yeah. of Shonen Jump. Those are the best. And she was like, in a lot of that anim- manga, she was, she kept calling it anime. She's like, a lot of the anime is not is not very middle school. And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they got big boobs and they're always bouncing all over the place. And I was like, that's probably why they're checking them all out. That's one thousand percent. Also, the storylines are dope as hell. Yeah, but that. All of the kids wanted to. It's 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 just a it's a trend right now. Yeah, the trend, super, the trend is to be. It's, it's so trendy to be a nerd, uh-huh. and to watch anime and to play video games and like. I but could, even this is different than the cool to be a nerd of like five years ago. What do you mean? Because like a couple years ago, it was super cool to be a nerd. If that nerd if that nerdiness was like star wars and marvel and stuff like that mm-hmm. but even then like anime still hadn't Mm-mm. anime just that. came up yeah besides like attack on titan yes like now this year and last year is really where it's like it's really hit all full. like anime is For a cool sure. thing to be around yes. and foreign tv and stuff like that which is such a cool trend and and that also just makes sense as to why they want to read these books. Dude, and I don't understand why people get mad about this becoming so like popular because we're getting more content out of it. Yeah. Like, I don't like, come on. Why are we bad about people getting, why everyone likes it? Oh, they're not a real anime. Fuck off. They're anime fans. They want to be, yeah, but you I, know what? We're getting more content, more anime out of this. That's even crazier than before. So I'm so happy. Except for tower of God, Mitchell, the hell we're season two. Is it not Mitchell? coming out? Is it canceled? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Mitch just sends us out. It makes us fall in love with these people. Damn it. This anime, and then just it doesn't come up. It's been a year already, and no updates. That's so. Uh, uh, wispy twispy to you, Mitchell. That's what I've been waiting for for a lot of animes, actually. Yeah, that one is so fucking good. But COVID set back a lot of animes. Yeah, and I think I think too being locked down, like in lockdown you just you ran out of stuff to watch so you were just like ah, i'll give this a go i'll give this a go and it's really good and i think people gave it an honest try you know i think it's good i love anime man but my other question was that yeah this is a this is trendy this is like you know cool right now but i was like but are those kids are all the kids that you're talking about that want to go to the library and check out these anime books are they the cool kids you know, we were out this weekend and someone was like, oh, this person said they knew you and we just knew of each other. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, they were a cool kid. So I didn't really hang out with them. But like the cool kids had their aesthetic and they had what they were into. And it doesn't seem like that translates to that same kind of crowd being the ones that want to read anime and watch uh watch a lot of anime like that so i you have something i i i don't so, know so i think that in back when you guys were in high school when i was in high school like being a cool kid meant that like, when you saw that like you avoided it like you, you weren't into it now like it, it may not be a, what a cool kid does but like in the sense of whatever a cool kid is to that person maybe it's more of like oh they're watching anime all right but it's not like, oh my god, they're watching anime at school. What a fucking loser. Like, it's not the same. 
the 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 reaction isn't the same because it's so just normalized now. Yeah, I think Dalton's saying like there's not a negative con- negative connotation associated with it, but what you're <laughs> saying is is that like is that what the I I I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't I haven't been to a high school in some, almost ten years now. What? <laughs> no, Dalton, I thought you were going. <laughs> All right, let's get into our segment. We got our Blue Moon segment this week. Blue Moon. And it is Fun Facts of Listeners Towns. One, two, three. <laughs> I had to breathe in. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you do know this one is mainly you, right? Yeah, that's why I had to breathe in. All right. One, two, three. Fun Facts of <laughs> Listeners Towns. Fun Facts of Listeners Towns. Fun facts of listeners' towns. It's fun facts of listeners' towns. Yes. Thank you, boys. That's probably our longest intro for a segment. It you is. Came up with it all it's on obnoxious. Your it's the same thing four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What we got, David? This week's listeners' town in the spotlight is Auburn, Washington. Auburn, Washington. Auburn, isn't that Washington. A, isn't that a college? Auburn, Auburn College? Auburn State University. Auburn's not a state, though. State of Auburn. You ever heard of it? Auburn. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. Pretty sure that's a college. It is a university. University of Auburn? Pretty sure they made it. Uh, is their pretty... colors red? Are they red? They are... Blue and orange. Nope. Did not and it is from this. Auburn, Alabama. Ah. So it's not this one. Not this one. Damn it. This is However, what? Auburn, Massachusetts? Washington. Washington. And this is Washington State, not Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Mm, still don't know the difference, but I'm just going to agree. That's all right. And so we want to welcome everyone from Auburn, Washington that listens to the What's pod up? welcome thank welcome you. welcome thank you for listening we have a bad tendency to uh do this sex segment and then uh the people from those towns disappear so offended that they never listen again yep. <laughs> hopefully it's not what happens it's great auburn is the 15th largest city in the united states the 15th really yeah did you know that no did you know that this was a city before I told you this. No, I I only thought about Auburn, uh, Alabama, because of the school. I was thinking about the football team. Yeah, the football team from from Auburn Auburn University. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is sister cities with I'm not saying this right. I'm sure Pyeongchang in South Korea. Sister cities. Make, what that, is make that make sense? Because I imagine sister cities to be right next cities to that are next to each other. This sister city is in an entirely different country. And if so, if this is a sister city, then maybe it's um, it's just South Korea, right? Yeah. Maybe it's the person who rules South Korea. Maybe it's his brother or something. Now, now, if you're telling me that, so the South owner of owner of Auburn, Washington, yep, and the owner of Pyeongchang, South Korea, are <laughs> yep. sisters. Yeah, and that's why they're or like sisters, or like cities. brothers, or like sisters, whatever. But they're siblings in some way. Yeah, and like now it's like a sister's town. Are Are you gonna tell me that South Korea is actually in America? That's how they're sister towns. Impossible. It would explain why everyone wants to watch Korean TV shows now. 
Yeah. But no, no. it's just good. They have good TV, man. No, no, they are. It is a diplomatic uh, union between the two cities to promote international, like development and international promotion and advertisements and Hmm. stuff to kind of help, you know, spread info and wisdom between the two of each other's cultures and stuff. Interesting. And so Auburn. Do you think they need that now? We got social media. Are you telling me you can learn everything there is to learn about a culture through social media? I'm, I think you can learn the basics. For somebody. What are the basics? For like somebody that is so area. hell-bent on being in present and in the moment yeah. and with people, you're really going to come at me? Hey, man, I'm not an ambassador me. for a fucking state or country. I'm just saying the people could, the people know what other people are. The people know the trends. People know what's going on in society. They don't know the, the ins and outs of, you know, government or how those things work. I can see how that could be different. But when it comes to just the basics of, like, why we would use a fork compared to them using a fork. Or, like, how we would use a knife or have different knives for different things. And they have different knives for different things. Like we can learn about that on YouTube, you know? You're right. It's out there for the world. Well, now you don't have to go on YouTube because you can just go to your sister city in South Korea. There we go. Real quick. And see, there was something that I thought we needed, and now we, we need to go there. There you go. We should go to South Korea, though. And so because of that, they were invited to the Winter Olympics in 2018. That's cool. South Korea was? No. Auburn, Washington was. Really? Because the games were in South Korea. Oh. That's cool. That is very cool. Even cooler, the original name, the original name when... Auburn was submitted for township was slaughter slaughter like a slaughterhouse yeah like spelled the same way like slaughter Washington slaughter Washington who does it tell you who put that name up as a it says Terry submitted it was Terry also a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh, Terry ran the biggest slaughterhouse in town (laughs) it was originally submitted in Honor for a fallen. Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) Put it in reverse. For a fallen officer in the Revolutionary War. Wow. Or no, maybe the Civil War. You know, I respect. That's kind of cool, though. I respect the motion that they were going for, but I think there's other ways to go about it. So, can you explain more about this being owned by South Korea? Like, not not owned owned by by South South Korea. Korea. So, what are we looking at here? They basically just made a deal. Hey. Let's just get to know each other's culture better. They're like pen pals. Why Washington? Who knows? Do they have other places around here? Do they have little South Korea houses? Like, because, oh, <laughs> South Korea houses. But like, you know what I mean? Like the like sister sister towns or towns. countries? Potentially. I don't know. I haven't done fan wonder if that's an actual thing. Yet. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, it was named for an officer slain during the Indian Wars in 1855. Wow. Which I guess the East Coast was fighting the Civil War mm-hmm. and the West Coast was fighting the Indian Wars mm-hmm. to you know, take all the land yeah. from the Indians. It uh, did not last long. It oh. was uh, named that way in 1886. It was changed to Auburn in 1893. What does Auburn mean? 
Auburn was uh, named after the town in New York because everyone that was showing up was from Auburn, was from Auburn New York. <laughs> that's and funny. they were like, we just need something that's not slaughter. Uh, and it was just... <laughs> They're like, please, we're asking for the bare minimum here. <laughs> well, you can keep everything else the same, just not slaughter. <laughs> just change the name. It said newer residents dislike the name and its connection, especially after the town's hotel was named the Slaughterhouse. <laughs> That's awesome. Does, I want to go there. Is the hotel still available today? Like, Can we go rent a room? Oh, I don't think so. Let me look it up. Let me see if the Slaughterhouse still has bookings. Yo, that's hilarious. Hey, we're going to be at the Slaughterhouse tonight. You guys can come. You guys want to go hang out at the, the Slaughterhouse? Oh, I was hanging out with my girl hey, at don't the Slaughterhouse. Worry, I, I got a room at the Slaughterhouse. Yeah, you know, best place in town. Just slaying some. <laughs> slaying <laughs> slaying <laughs> hoes. <laughs> no, there is no Slaughterhouse in Auburn, Washington. I hope it's a, a historical landmark. I don't want to go to the hotel if it's not called Slaughterhouse. No, no, I don't. I won't. I won't do it. I just won't do it. Why not? Because I think the experience is within the name. You know what I mean? Like you see the name and it intrigues you. You want to go in and you know the experience you're going to have. Yeah, if I like, go, if I go into a hotel and it's like, it's like happy hotel, but it's a slaughterhouse hotel in the inside, I'll be very thrown off and very scared. Yeah. It's like it. the name is the first thing that you begin your experience with. It's very important that it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the most frequent stories there is about the faceless roamer. The, f- the goat man. Maybe. It's a wealthy landowner from Slaughter who sold some property that contribute to the city's growth. And his ghost can be seen downtown stalking through A Street. Dang. And he walks through walls and it appears he delights in the fear he instills. That's awesome. That's How do they tell that though? Because if he doesn't have an expression on his face. Uh, his erection. <laughs> <laughs> He's so turned on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I actually don't know. That's a great, that's a great point. There's, uh, doesn't Matthew already it. debunked it in like a matter of five seconds. No. But that was like the most Rodriguez comment I could have about that. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, man, David what? would do that. Uh, how can you tell when it doesn't have a Yeah, like, like like something that's like very literal and obvious. Yeah. You know, like I could hear either you or Natalie saying that. Or John. Or John. Oh my gosh. Yes. Or Emily. Or, em- or. Yeah, definitely Emily. Yeah. Anyway, and then the final thing, the big thing that I picked this town for is... A viral video from a long time ago that I learned today called Mr. Hands. Have either of you heard of Mr. Hands? No. Spoons. Now that relates to something called the Enumclaw horse sex case. What the fuck? Okay. This isn't Rusty Spoons. What happened? In 2005... A man named Kenneth Pinyan was arrested in Washington for him and another man um, named James Michael Tate, another three-name person. Uh, The case was because Mr. Pinyan died. 
He died from acute peritonitis due to perforation of the colon. What the fuck does that mean? Which means that his prostate was completely destroyed. How? Well, him and a bunch due to a law in the 70s. So in before the 70s, um, a lot of sex acts were forbidden all over the country, but definitely in Washington. And so one of those was that oral sex and anal sex used to be outlawed in Washington. Oh, fuck that sucks. That got repealed in the 70s. Nice. Good. This man just went buck wild. (laughs) (laughs) He put it all in You're not wrong. Uh, But what happened is that when they repealed that law, the law itself said that, oh, man, it was like a, it was like a law that said any man or woman that lays with an animal or beast or shares the tongue or anus of a of another person or like yeah uses the tongue or shares the anus of another person blah 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 all this stuff putting those two things together in the same law so when they repealed that they not only repealed oral sex and anal sex oh, they, are they repealed bestiality that's disgusting so they had a farm that had horse stables there so got fucked by a horse and this farm gained a reputation for yes being the place to go to if you wanted to ha- get had by horses ow oh and my, so those horses dicks are huge yes mr pinion uh lived there right near the town and uh yeah went to the property and would just they would slather themselves in horse pheromones and then just bend over and let the things do their work. And Mr. Tate was the owner of the property and he would film it. And then they would re re um release it onto the internet. What the on like sites and stuff like that. And so he died after one of the times and once he died then they started looking into you know what happened? Where did this happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were able to find Mr. Tate, and and they they couldn't convict him on anything because nothing, none of it was him illegal. Oh, I see. So he was convicted of trespassing because they were on a different property at that time. Mm. And then from then on, then they were able to repass laws and stuff yeah. like that. But what I didn't know is that one of those videos made it onto viral internet. Oh no. Is it the one of the guy dying? Uh no, it was just one of the times. Oh okay. That he was getting uh, cuz there there's a video of of a horse having sex with a guy and the guy like literally dies on on the horse's penis. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't think this is the one. Just don't fuck horses, man. But the name of that video that made it around was Mr. Hands or Two Guys, One Horse. Oh, gosh. And the group that I was talking to had all seen it and I'd never seen it. And they're like, yeah, you didn't have this in middle school. I'm like, 
No. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but you had two girls, one cup, right? Oh, I'm like, not I that I ever watched that, but just because I couldn't make it through it. I mean, yeah. like 10 seconds in. Oh, my God. I made. I think I made it maybe a minute. But it was more out of shock. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was like maybe 20 seconds. God, dude, that was gnarly. Okay, the nice. first 10 seconds, you just fucked. We should watch that together. Record ourselves. No, absolutely it. not. Just think about it's just it. Just a TikTok reaction video. <laughs> yeah. Nope. But had you guys heard about this? Yeah, uh, no. not not all that detail, but I know I know the video that, that you're talking video about. Video that you're talking about, I'm thinking I've seen it, but I I don't I I don't know. I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That's some that's some wild Auburn shit right From there. Slaughterhouse. To sisters, that's like, a good history. Korea. This has definitely been probably the most interesting one we've done so far. Yeah, I literally had no idea where this conversation was going at any time. I was doing it for a <laughs> loop multiple times. Yes, thank and you, so, Auburn, for listening to us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I hope you keep. I hope you stick this. around. Stay slaughter. <laughs> can't spell laughter. Can't spell slaughter without some laughter. Amen. Amen. And well, uh, can, and with yeah. that, we're going to go into our signature segment. Which one are we doing? Boys room. Oh. One, two, three. The, the boys, boys room. room. Why did you say it so low? Because you were taking it off and I got mad. So then he didn't So I do didn't it. do anything. One, two, three. The, the boys, boys room. And so we got some this week that are, uh, that are a little more pointed towards you guys oh, and no. ready for your advice. Here's the first one. I got You're nothing good? to give. You need my, to stretch out your back. back. is hurting. Yeah. Go for it. I'm listening. Yeah. This is the second week we're not doing video. Yeah. It's great. Feel good? Oh, it feels good because I can lay down on the floor in the middle of this podcast. And nobody would know except for now that I said it. And you're not going to edit it out. So <laughs> here we are, people. <laughs> All right. Boys room. Hit it. My boyfriend moved in and his habits are pissing me off. Oh, gosh. Shit. Uh, uh, I'll start with the fact that he showers every day. Oh, yeah. And in the first week, he used a new towel every day. Okay. Okay, that's that's weird. That's Uh, weird. That's a weird thing to do. Why? Well, let me put it this way. I got upset today because I went to go shower this morning, and I walked in, and my towel was gone. Hmm. I called Monique. I said, hey, where's my towel? She said, oh, I washed it for you. I said, why would you do that? It's not dirty. She said, babe, you've been using it for about a week. And I said, it cleans me when I'm clean. How the hell does it get dirty? And then she said, that's disgusting. It takes all your dead skin cells off, which I've actually never really thought of before. Um, so then I said, okay, that's fine. But like a week, like that's such a short amount of time, like at least a couple of months. She goes, no. And I said, I want you to know something. She goes, what? And I'm like, I've already washed my towel more in this house than I ever have living with my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so like just that's just a lot of laundry. And that's Gross. just a lot of like that's just that frequency of like having to get a new towel would just be annoying. I do mind about every like three or four days. I'll- your underwear, your towel 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 yeah i didn't know i mean i was like every two weeks at max but for your towel yeah Yeah. i can't do that Uh, i've been cooking and cleaning all the dishes since he moved in and sometimes he puts them away but he hasn't even been doing that recently 
I asked him to do dishes once and he said, I don't like doing dishes. I'd rather let them pile up until he started them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We bought mini donuts to share one night and I lost my appetite and didn't want to eat mine right then. I told him I lost my appetite. He shrugged and ate them all. Yeah. 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 You got to specify. It's tiny donuts. You don't stop when you have one. You need at least 10. Let's see. I deceded a pomegranate and got through half the bowl. And when he asked if I was done with my half-eaten bowl, he just threw the rest of it out. Yep. Not what should I do with them. Just threw them out. (laughs) He leaves his food wrappers all over the house and doesn't wipe the sink out when he's done brushing his teeth. Yeah. Why do you look at me? I'm trying to think what that means. My bathroom's fucking like when you, like when you spit, oh, like you just spit, you spit and then in the just sink, walk away. And then you just like rinse your mouth and that walk out. That is gnarly. This oh, guy's man. a slob. Yeah. Oh man. That's it. That does it for me. Like, oh, but here, hold on, because he never changes the toilet paper. He just places a new roll on top of the empty one. Ah, I've See, I've I, done that one. I I've done that, but I'm like the last like two years. I'll just switch it out. Like I think honestly, I think having to like clean and like switch out the toilet paper rolls like in the at the gym it just like became not a big deal because you had to do it somewhere else yeah Mm -hmm. you know um i think a lot of that is that he's i'm assuming he's never lived with anybody before and i'd probably feel comfortable saying that um his mother probably just babied him because uh a lot of that stuff can be i don't want to say there's definitely some communication errors of like the mini donuts. Like if you wanted them, you know, you should communicate. Hey, I'm gonna eat these tomorrow. Because I would do the same exact thing. Yeah, because that I would understand if like we bought like one little like thing of mini donuts and I was watching a TV the show. The bread. Yeah, the bread's a perfect example. We did have an incident. We had an incident recently. What happened? We uh Sunday night. Uh, me and Mo were terribly hungover. Um, I haven't felt that terrible in a very, very, very long time. So I was like, you know what? Like, I haven't eaten all day. I haven't been wanting to eat. So I want, like, I want, like, some some pasta, something heavy, you know? And so we all ordered pasta. Went, picked it out, came back, chowing down on the pasta, had the big breadstick, you know? Just enjoying. Yeah, they they gave you, like, a baguette, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it's huge. So we just started eating it. Having a great time, right? And then Mo has some. She eats. She's like, oh, I'm not hungry. She puts her food in the fridge. And she doesn't say anything about the bread. And she apparently, she had said to Matthew, uh, when, when I had when I wasn't around or maybe I wasn't paying attention, that you know she was going to save that bread for work tomorrow. And I was just didn't hear it, right? So, you know, later on that night, they go to bed. I'm watching cartoons. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like, I want, I want some of that bread. So I get up, I grab the butter that we had. That was all fluffed butter. It was super good. Got the fluffed butter, got that, and just went to town. Next thing I know, it's gone. I ate the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think anything of it. Threw the bag away, went to bed, woke up in the morning, and Matt went, bro, did you eat the bread? (laughs) I was like, like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, dude. Monique was pissed. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I'm driving home, and Monique calls me, and she's like, did you take the bread to the gym? And I'm all, why would I take the bread to the gym? And she goes, <laughs> like well, he carried did, it with him like a suitcase. Did you eat it? 
Bro, I was sleeping next to you. Like, am I somebody that wakes up at 3 a.m. to go eat a loaf of bread? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no. I, I was like, you know what? I bet you Dalton ate it. She goes, oh, man. Like, I was really looking forward to it, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, it's like one of the – that feeling of – um, and this is probably what, like, the lady was – or the girl was talking about on the boys' room. Like, you just have this expectation of it being there. Like – you're, you've been thinking about it all day, like whether whatever you're doing, like at some point you're just thinking about it and you're just imagining the golden bite that's going to be the first bite. <laughs> and then you good, open it up and then it's just gone. Yeah. You know, with yeah. no ask, no communication, just gone. And you've thought that you've made yourself clear, but it's not there anymore. And that letdown is just so much. But... I think that like the communication of like the dishes, the the donuts and stuff like that, that can be cleared up with communication. Yeah. But I think the other things are going to take some hard work. Like, you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff around here recently and like I have to it's I'm building new habits. Like it, it's not easy. It doesn't come naturally to me. Like I'm a very clutterful person and I have like two other people I'm living with now that like, you know, I need to be mindful of and courteous of, you know. So it, it's it's a mindset shift, but he has to be willing to make that change too, you know? Yeah. But overall, just fucking talk. Just talk. Just communicate. Don't go on fucking Reddit and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. No, you know what to do. You just don't want to do it. Well, no, go on Reddit because we need stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, well, go on Reddit. But after like, that, but after go, that work go talk. On it. Yeah, go talk. <laughs> All right. This one uh, is uh, more for Matt. And oh, yeah. uh, we've actually never had you like address it. Mostly just because we just stopped making jokes about it. And it says, how do you deal with women height shaming you when you're a small guy? Mm. So it says, I'm only five. <laughs> it says, I'm only five of five. And I've had women openly tell me crap when I wasn't even flirting with them. Mm-hmm. So then and it was all in caps. And then it, and a bunch of quotations. Oh, a guy needs to be tall. It's not attractive to be your height. I don't need to dwarf your height. Look at your taller friend. <laughs> this guy's fucking sucks, man. Look at your taller friend. That's the kind of well, that's the kind of man women want. You're cute, but not attractive. Cute, cute like a small harmless kitten. How's this guy like hitting on these girls? Like, imagine if I said that kind of crap publicly about a woman's weight. I was told it was not as bad to height shame me. Due to men having systemic privileges in society. Oh, fuck off. Uh, excuse me. I cannot change my height, but I can change my weight. I know I probably shouldn't be taking it personally, but it's starting to hurt. Um, for listeners who, who don't know me, what David was so kindly referring to <laughs> earlier um, is that I am a tall five foot four, probably the tallest five foot four you're ever going to see. Uh, but yes, I've definitely come across... Um, comments like that of people that are like you know oh you're just you're too short i would never date somebody like that or you know oh i couldn't whatever reason but honestly in my experience nine times out of ten the people that have told me that are people that i wouldn't date regardless so it didn't really bother me um or somebody you would even want to date who would talk like that yeah like like it's just you know when people say things to lash out because they've been like embarrassed it's all reflection of themselves it's always like in my experience it's always been something like that so this is what i would say one nine times out of ten people that always like if you have a certain person that's just constantly bringing up your height or whatever like in my experience a lot of times it's that they don't really have anything else to talk about 
and they feel very uncomfortable with silence. So they bring it up because they know that it's a cheap and easy laugh, you know? And like, I always tell people all the time, like, if you're going to make short jokes, that's fine. Just make sure they're creative. Like I've literally heard all of them already. Like I'm bored. Like, I'm not going to laugh if it's not funny. If it's funny, I will laugh and I will tell you that is a good one. Um, but then too, like, if they're saying that, is that really a person that you want to be in a relationship with? Yeah, if the first time you meet them, they're already putting you down. That should be a red flag in the first place. This was that this person doesn't even have respect for you as an individual. You and it's just like you know, it it's always an interesting conversation because I understand the the concept of like you know, it hurts to hear that because it's something that I can't control. And there's other people out there that would get upset if you said you weren't interested in somebody for some other physical feature for of themselves. Um, the systematic privilege as you brought up is like an interesting point. Cause like it is true, but that doesn't necessarily take away the fact that it hurts to hear those things. Or that you're just being an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I just think like if that's, there are people out there that will love you for you regardless of that. And you just got to kind of, walk around in a way that makes people want to be attracted to you and you know maybe maybe this guy is also just a giant dick and doesn't take no for an answer yeah so they, how is, you know how is he I mean? approaching like, these chicks to be like uh, you are too short for me. you know like like, <laughs> like we got to be devil's advocate here like maybe he just doesn't take no for an answer and they just say that as, as like a last resort you know like that's also a possibility but yeah in the event that that's not the case like you know be somebody that people want to be around and with that you'll attract the people in your life that you need to attract and with that will come the individual that you're supposed to be with yeah i like it i like it and the last one my girlfriend eats non-edible stuff i've been with her for a year and a half and we moved in together two months ago i knew she liked to eat things that weren't food but i never saw her do it until we moved in together she says she likes powdery and gritty stuff, so it's a textured thing for her, I'm sure. But she eats chalk, baby powder, makeup powder, eyeshadows, and sand. She also likes Comet. Like, <laughs> the, the, like the cleaning powder Jesus that has Christ. bleach in it. Yeah, that's not good. She doesn't eat this stuff every day, but definitely a few times a week, and her favorite is chalk. She just chews on it like it's normal. That's disgusting. I'm worried because it's obviously not food, not safe to eat, and I'll tell her to stop, and she doesn't listen. And I'm sure eventually it'll all make her sick, and uh, I just don't know how to get her to stop. I've considered removing all the stuff she eats from the apartment, but I don't know if that would cause a meltdown or something like that. I just don't know what to do. So you're going to go online, and you're going to type in this TV show called Strange Addictions. Then you're going to call them and you're going to have them film this. Um, I think that's a weird one because I think it's it's a deeper addiction than just like it's you're kind of dealing with like somebody that smokes all the time and you're trying to get them to stop. It's a comfort habit. You know, the texture is comfort. The knowing what the taste is going to be is comfort. The, the, the uniqueness is the comfort. And to be honest, like. I don't think he can make her stop. I, I don't think, think he has the power. To do I, I, I think that it has to come from her, but I think he should really encourage therapy. That's, that's the only way I see that, that yeah. that would be a beneficial way for both of them. Because if he gets too involved and helps her, let's say he does right. Like he, 
has this heart to heart conversation and he's like super concerned and she listens and she stops when and if she if and when she relapses it just becomes like an insult to him and then it becomes more personal for him because it's like wow like we've we've gone through all of this you know and he's like becomes i don't want to say too invested in it because if it's your partner you should be but at the same time like if that is your partner's struggle it's not always it's their responsibility to get it fixed you know yeah i wouldn't say i wouldn't say correct or like dispose of anything i would say support in the best way possible so basically support her in making a decision of okay i don't want to eat the chalk today i'll I just i have something to do i'm just gonna go do it support that decision and then keep supporting it keep supporting it keep supporting when she does it you stay away she'll start to notice these little things you know and then when she when she's ready to talk about it she'll bring it up but you if if you come at her and be like hey like i don't like it that you do that like it's not good for you blah blah she's heard it a thousand times so she's not going to hear anything different from you you're just another person in the book trying to say the same thing so support her in the ideas of her going to therapy and the ideas of her making a different um a different goal for the day instead of you know coming home and eating chalk you're coming home and you know playing a video game or coming home and making dinner with you instead give her a distraction give her the options yeah it all starts with the options but never with the correction the correction is what stops everything because that's not how they that's not how she wants to be talked to or talked with by someone that she cares about you know it's just it's it's, everyone's unique but you you also got to find a way to there's just still a way to come about it you just got to be smart you know all right if you made it this far into the podcast thank you so much for your time please leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this and if you're here on youtube you are not because we didn't film again uh we will not be filming for the rest of november um but everybody i hope that you enjoyed this episode and had (laughs) as good of a time as we did uh everybody stay safe stay healthy until next week i'm drum and i'm drummer we'll see you guys then bye bye